Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Busy Blooming Podcast. My name's Tess. I'm Alexis. And we're your hosts. We're back this week. We were both on a little vacation last week. Yes, so, so good. It was so good. I know. It's so nice to just, like, not work. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, you just are so free, and it's like you can do whatever you want. I know. It's just the best. I know. We, we still had an episode, but, like, we didn't do our normal intro, like, hearing from the community and stuff. And, like, last week, I, like, deleted Slack off my phone, and then I also, like, deleted my work email. So, like, because I don't know. You know when, like, it's your Slack or something is just, like, on your phone? You're, like, constantly checking it. Yeah. I was like, no. Not, oh not today. I don't even have mine on my phone. Like, my work email, <laughs> I never put my work email on my phone. I'm like, sorry, if I'm not on my computer, like, you can't reach me. <laughs> you cannot reach me. Can't you reach me? No. No, you can't. <laughs> That's literally me. <laughs> I know. That's, like, me at 5 at 1 p.m. any day. I like, just shut my laptop. Like, sorry, I am out of office now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you should have emailed me, like, five minutes sooner. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Well, we're back, refreshed, and we have a great episode today. We have Selena Trevino on the podcast. This was, like, I don't know. This was, I think, our most, like, educational episode, I guess. Like, she is just so educated on, like, body positivity, and she was talking about fat phobia, and just, like, so many good topics. So I learned a lot from this episode. I hope you guys like it, too. So as always, um, we want to hear from you guys for the intro of the episode. Um, if you want, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Busy Blooming. Follow us on Instagram if you want to be a part of the intro of our podcast. We always ask you guys questions and polls just to hear from the community about um, your thoughts on the week's topic. So this week, the topic is obviously surrounding body positivity, body image, and just all that stuff. I think... Everyone had a lot to say, which is super nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. We <laughs> asked you guys on Instagram a few questions and a couple polls just to get your guys' thoughts. As always, you delivered. There are so many good answers. We haven't – we tried to, like, not look at them to keep them a little bit of a surprise, but the mm-hmm. ones I saw were so good. Um, yeah, and there's so, a lot, too, which is good. Yeah. Something I thought was interesting, like, before I get into it, I forget how Selena put it, but – she was saying there's such a difference between, like, body positivity and self-love. Yeah, anyways, I just wanted to say – because I think the questions we asked on the Instagram were all, like, body positivity. Um, So that's, like, what we're focusing on in the intro. But then in the episode, we talked, like, larger about, like, um, like self-love and self-care and stuff like that. That's not just, like, your body, too. Yeah. Okay, so the first question we asked you guys is, have you struggled with body image in your 20s? And 92% said yes and 8% said no. Yeah, I feel like that makes That's sense. That's a lot. It's, like, sad that so many I know. people say yes to this. I feel like in my 20s, it is so much worse than, like, if I read that question when I was, like, in high school, I I don't know. I feel like I was a lot, like, my, I feel like I went through, like, two puberties. Like, you know how they say that? Like, you go through, like, a second puberty yeah. when you're, like, 20. Because <laughs> I feel yeah. like your body just changes so much. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it but really I, does. Yeah. And I just feel like you go through so much, like, especially in your 20s, like, I don't know, like, college, a lot of people, like, I gained weight in college, which is super Mm -hmm. normal. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, me too. And I don't know, you just, like, go through so much, and then your body changes with you, which I feel like is so normal, but not acknowledged that much. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, like, 
body image I've honestly like struggled with it for like as long as I can remember like in my 20s in my teens in my preteens like in elementary school like I feel like it's just like been a part of me forever and it's like I've definitely gone up and down with it like yeah it was probably the worst when I was in like early high school like grade 10 yeah and then I kind of like got better about it and then recently it's like dipped back down again yeah. and it has like like stemmed into a bunch of other issues for me like food related issues and like eating mm-hmm. related issues so it's just mm-hmm. like been something that I've struggled with like forever mm-hmm. and I I think I'm getting better about it but mm-hmm. like I know that it's probably just gonna be something that I like deal with like forever probably. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I think one nice thing about social media like I know we asked this question too but like you start to realize that like the things you've been doing and thinking like other people like so many other people are the same were you on tumblr when you were younger like 2012 2013 2014 oh my god it was so toxic and that's why I think like tiktok it could be like so similar to tumblr I feel like like yeah I see a lot of like crossover between what was on tumblr back in the day and what is on tiktok now Mm -hmm. but the thing is like there's so many people now on tiktok who like Mm -hmm. have normal bodies and are like Mm -hmm. posting about their bodies and like how like amazing it is to like have a normal body whereas back in the day in tumblr like that did not exist (laughs) yeah totally yeah there was no balance like at all yeah well yeah. even like the shows we used to watch like I don't know even like Pretty Little Liars and like stuff like that like yeah. all the characters are like <laughs> so tiny for me I was really really active in high school like I was in a musical theater <laughs> which oh, is me like too really oh yeah <laughs> honestly like shout out to musical theater kids like it was so fun being musical theater. So I fun. loved it. Yeah. Me too. I feel like too. Glee, like, did it dirty. Like, the reputation of, like, <laughs> musical theater I kids. know. I know. And, like, w- the town that I'm from, like, it was cool. Like, you were yeah. cool if you, like, took voice lessons and, like, sang a music festival. But now it's, like, Glee made it seem like that was not the case. <laughs> Honestly, same. I swear it was, like, a cool thing to do. But maybe that's just because we were, like, in it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we like convinced ourselves that we were cool (laughs) oh my god but like I was dancing like every day and like I would go to the gym all the time like but I was so unhealthy but like I was Mm -hmm. so tiny like I was a size that I literally will never be again like but yeah like it's only because I was like so active when I was in my 20s I would always like look back at myself in high school that I actually gained a lot of weight in university and I would look yeah, back at my I did high too. school. Yeah, and I feel like everybody, not everybody, I feel like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. But then I would like, you know how you like compare? Like the, the comparison's almost worse, like about yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like you look back at like me at like 15, like in a 15 year old person, like your body just is different. Like it's not shaped the same. Like I had no shape at all. Yeah. But it's like, but then I would like glamorize that time, but I was so unhealthy. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I would never, ever eat that way. Like, it would make me yeah. feel so sick now. So Yeah, that kind of reminds me. I think I saw this on TikTok or maybe I saw it on Twitter or something. But it was, like, this quote that said – I don't remember exactly what it was, so I'm probably going to, like, butcher yeah. it. But it said something about how, like, like you're never going to look like how you looked in high school because you were literally a child. 
Yeah. So it's like to yeah. be like 23, 24, 25 and like looking at pictures of you when you were like 15 or 16, like there's just no way that you could look like that again because your body like has changed so much and like you're getting older and you're like getting ready like to have kids maybe. So like exactly, of course your body's yeah. going to change. So it's like you can't look back at yourself at like 16 and be like, oh my God, I was like so tiny and like, mm-hmm. like why can't I get like that again? It's because like you were a child (laughs) yeah you know totally and I think it's so common like especially in university when you're like 19 and you're like oh my god three years ago like I was this size and I'm this size but Mm -hmm. it's like it's so normal and I I wish I knew that more like just how normal it is like to change the way you look yeah yeah because I feel like you think you go through puberty or whatever at like what age like 15 14 yeah something (laughs) yeah but like young but then it's like you do change again when you get older and I feel like nobody really talks about that but like it happens to pretty much all of us so I feel like it should be talked about just as much as like normal puberty is talked about yeah but yeah I think like the fact that 92 percent it's like a handful of people that haven't struggled like with body Mm -hmm. image Okay, so the next question we ask you guys is, what does body positivity mean to you? So, what do you think? I think for me, body positivity is less about, like, being, like, so in love with your body and so, like, happy about your body and more just, like, accepting it and, like, being, like, secure in it and, like, realizing that it's healthy and it's working and it's like taking you where you need to go rather than like being like oh my god my body is like so perfect I like love the way that I look which Mm -hmm. I mean of course like it'd be amazing to feel like that all the time yeah but like it's just not realistic to be feeling like that all the time so like I just try to be at a place where I'm like this is what I look like I'm yeah I'm okay with it you know like it's doing what it needs to do for me yeah so yeah totally I love that I feel the same like Mm -hmm. yeah it's just like not caring so much like about it like just like even like what I said before like just focusing on being healthy and feeling good like that's really all that matters like I think I can get so like obsessed with numbers like number Mm -hmm. on the scale number on my clothes like number of like the calorie like stuff like that but I think it's just that has nothing to do with health, like, at all. So, like, yeah, when you're eating, like, eating nutritious stuff or when you want to treat, like, having a treat and, like, just be neutral in the way it looks. Like, I think, yeah, like you said, it, it's really hard, though, like, to get to that spot. I know. Like, it's so much easier to say it than it is to, like, yeah. actually feel it. Um, We'll read a couple answers. We got a lot of really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, So the question was... What does body positivity mean to you? Yeah, so someone said, appreciating your body and all it does for you, not focusing on what it looks like aesthetically, which I think I is so that. true. Like it, like like you said, there's just so much more. Like we can grow a child and it heals itself. And like there's just so much more to it yeah. than the way it looks. Like it's, no, I like that one. Yeah. Someone said that accepting that during my fitness journey, my body will be changing and not always for the better. Yeah. I think that's a good one too. Yeah. Someone said loving and embracing your body no matter what, wearing whatever makes you happy. I don't know. Sometimes you, like, feel pressure, like, to wear stuff that's, like, super tight-fitted. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, like, people are like, oh, you should, like, show your figure. But I, like, personally love wearing, like, 
oversized stuff. Like, I just like it. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It just, like, makes me super comfortable. So I like what you said, like, wearing whatever makes you happy. And I think, like, that's just a huge way to, like, feel good about yourself is wearing something that is so comfortable but also, like, looks good. I think yeah. that's a good And one. that like, can have, like, such an impact on how you feel, too. Yeah. Because, like, if you're wearing an outfit that, like, you feel like you should be wearing, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? But you don't feel comfortable in it. Like, that can, like, really ruin the mood. Oh, <laughs> You know totally. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's such a vibe kill. <laughs> yeah. I know. There's, yeah. like, truly nothing worse than being out and being so uncomfortable in what you're wearing. Like, I know. oh, my God. It feels horrible. I know. Like, when we were back in the office, I'd wear, like, oh a, I tried to wear, like, a businessy outfit, and I just felt so... <laughs> I'm like, I want to go home and take a sick day. <laughs> it's just where I, I can know. change. Oh, my God. The pants with, like, all the zippers <laughs> and the buttons. Like, I actually can't. <laughs> I know. I know. And, like, there's just so many cute options. Like, to there's so many comfy clothes that look professional if you do have, like, an office job. Like, yeah. even those, like really over like not really oversized but those um flowy pants with a tie oh my like God. stuff like that Love like those. so comfortable but still like cute yeah so yeah someone said respect it and focus on giving it what it needs rather than what will make it look good yeah I like this one someone said to love my body even though it may not be perfect because it's taking me through life like that's so true yeah I, I love like that. that one me too yeah um okay so the next thing we asked is do you feel like social media has made body positivity better or worse and 18 percent said better and 82 percent said worse that's actually so surprising to me i know i was expecting it i don't know if i was expecting it to be like everyone say better but i think i was expecting it to be like a closer result you know yeah I thought people I thought way more people would say better like I thought it'd be like almost 50 50 but it's like 82 percent said it's worse yeah I know that's crazy well and I think we've talked about comparison a lot like mm-hmm. I think comparison on social media definitely makes it worse like because without social yeah. media you couldn't compare yourself to like literally everyone who has Instagram like which is so many people yeah. <laughs> so yeah I think for me I would say better like now but if I was answering this like a few years ago like I feel like I would definitely say worse yeah totally but I feel like that's good though because that means that like we're getting to a place where it's like that's not all that we're seeing on social media and like so many people are being like just so much more like real yeah social media yeah and I feel like being in like a mid-20s age on social media versus like a 14 15 year old like it's a very different experience like mm-hmm, I feel totally. like it, if is a young teen like it would be really hard I think to be like on TikTok and seeing people your age that are like looking yeah so old and like just I know it's yeah. so crazy like I was saying the other day like I'm so glad that I didn't have TikTok when I was like 15 yeah. 16 like, first of all, I would have been so cringy so on cringe, there. Same. Like, oh so God. embarrassing. But also, like, the damage would have yeah. been real. <laughs> it's interesting because, like, people compare Vine and TikTok a lot. But, like, yeah. it's – like, I had Vine. Like, it's short-form video, but Vine was, like, a comedy app. Like, it was so funny. Yeah, they're so different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, like, its own thing. It's, like, a very dark, but – happy place at the same time like it's crazy 
I know. I know. It's like you never know what you're going to get. I know. I'm like, how am I going to feel going on TikTok? Horrible or amazing? Um, okay. So the last question is, what have you learned about body positivity and confidence in your 20s? Do you have an answer? I think I've just, like, realized, like, how bad it was. Like, for me, like, when I was a teenager, which is something I've mm-hmm. learned for sure, is, like, now looking back on the way I used to view, like, eating and just the way I looked and stuff was so unhealthy and like it but but that mindset I've learned is really normal and I think yeah like that's comforting I think in a way you're like so many people have felt that way like as a teenager and even like you're you're super young 20s yeah Um, and especially because when you're in it like it feels like no one else feels like that like it feels like you're the only person who like is just so down on yourself but like so many other people are feeling it yeah and like I feel like I've really become really empathetic and like sensitive around topics Mm -hmm. like this like I would even never talk about like calories or my weight or stuff like that with friends even because I just think it's so personal and so sensitive like for me so I wouldn't want people like like if I'm eating something and someone's like oh that's like this many calories like I would never say that to somebody like I know because I think it's so you just have no idea what people have gone through and it's yeah like even like comment even if someone loses weight like you just don't know what they're going through and it I know so I don't don't even comment on it don't say anything like unless they bring it up or something like I think it you just people can be so unhealthy and losing weight for like other reasons than that they're like more healthy now you know yeah 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 no I think that's a really good point yeah what about you I think something I've learned and something that I just like always try to remember is that like nobody cares about your body as much as you care about it yeah and like no one is like as focused on your body as you are Mm -hmm. so it's like you can spend all this time like nitpicking like one tiny little part of you that like I promise, like, no one else is even going to yeah. notice because everyone is just, like, so focused on themselves, which, like, yeah. sounds bad, but, like, yeah. they don't even have time to, like, notice your body, really. Totally. Yeah, and, like, I think we might have said this in the interview, but, like, the way you look is, like, the least important thing about you. Like, that's yeah. not what people are impacted by or what they remember, but for some reason, that's what we spend the most time on. And, like, the most energy on is, like, the way we look. Even mm-hmm. that's what people care about the least. Yeah, totally. I don't know. It's so hard. Like, to fo- – like, I don't know. Like, even with confidence, like, you could think of, like, your personality or, like, that you're more educated on things. But we don't even, like, think that way at all. It's like we just think about the way we look. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I don't know. so weird. Should we read some of the answers? I, like, totally forgot we had answers. I know. <laughs> like, okay, the end. Like, we're just going to rant forever. <laughs> Someone said, I learned that everyone can wear shorts in summer. And yes. I think that's, like, so funny, but also, like, so true. I, like, never used to wear shorts. Yeah. Ever. Or tank tops. Mm-hmm. Never would you ever catch me in a tank top. Same. Oh, I love this. Someone said, as someone with a disability, separating my worth from my physical capability and appearance like Ooh, love I your, love that yeah it's so true like separating like what it looks like from what it can do like it's so that's really mm-hmm. powerful I think that's a good one. Oh, somebody said what do I want to remember about my 20s when I'm old and gray not my body shape like that's, that's so, so true. true yeah yeah that's like the last thing that you're gonna think of yeah it's like maybe like you'll look at a photo but like when you think of your memories and you're not thinking like 
about the way you looked at all. Yeah, totally. Someone said, if you say and believe you're hot, you are hot. It's all about mindset. Yeah, I love that. That's so true, too. Hot girl summer. It's so true. (laughs) Hot girl summer, vaxxed girl summer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. That's all the ones we're going to read. Again, thank you guys so much for writing in. Like, you always have the best answers. They're so good. Yeah, so good. Thank you guys for answering our questions. Also, make sure to go join our Facebook group as well. Um, uh, But it's just busy blooming on Facebook too. But I think that was everything for the intro. Do you have anything else to say? Any closing thoughts? Um, I think we covered it all. I mean, I guess if you're, if you're listening and you're like struggling with body image or anything like that, like, I feel you. Me too. I've been there. Like, reach out if you need to. You're not alone. Like, yeah, you'll get through it. I promise. There's so many people to talk to and relate to. Like, I'm sure everyone on in our community can relate to this. So um, yeah, you're definitely not alone. So yeah. And Selena gave a ton of good advice. Like, she just, yeah, she popped off with all the advice. So <laughs> make sure to keep listening. Um, but yeah, I think it's everything from us. So um, without further ado, let's get into the interview with Selena. Okay, so we're here with Selena Trevino. Welcome to the podcast. We're so, so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I feel like this episode is something I've been wanting to do for so long and I'm so happy we're like finally doing it. I feel like you're the person perfect person to talk about all these things with. So I'm excited to get to get into it. So before we get started, do you want to just take a second and introduce yourself and just tell us like what your days look like, who you are, and let's just like learn about you. Yeah. So hi, my name is Selena. I'm an economist. I work for the federal government in Washington, DC, but that's my nine to five job. <laughs> I'm also a content creator. I create lifestyle, productivity, fitness journey vlogs, um, and I just create contact content about balancing career, self-love, health, and fitness. And um, my day-to-day just kind of looks like I'm work- I work my nine-to-five job, do some self-development, and I just try to learn to um, improve my content and create content. Yeah, I love it. I love your content so much. I find it so like relaxing. I don't know. You just have this like such a chill vibe. I, I love it so much. I get that so often. It's <laughs> really funny, but I love it because yeah, that's kind of the point. So <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. So this podcast, it's all about being in our twenties and just trying to na- navigate life the best we can. So a question we ask every guest is what is something, if you could go back to yourself at 18, what is something you would tell your 18 year old self? So <laughs> yeah, I had to, I, I have to think about this, you know, yeah. cause it's, it's been a while since I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, if I could talk to 18 year old Salida, I would definitely say, um, you know, you are not broken. What you have overcome will only make you stronger and more resilient. And living with depression is not a crutch. It's completely mm-hmm. normal and you're going to be okay. So live your life to thrive and not just survive because, yeah, trust me, if you need me at 18, you would understand. Um, Another thing I would say is don't live your life to please others. I wish I could go back and tell myself to just pursue my passions and my dreams versus just pursuing the most stable career or something that Mm -hmm. I know would have a return on investment. Like I was too logical a little bit back then. And then lastly, I would tell myself that 
my body or your body is not the problem and to please eat food and Mm -hmm. enjoy your life because I feel like back then my entire value was just tied up with you know my weight and my outer Mm -hmm. appearance and you know just I would just tell myself to stop following these fad diets Mm -hmm. and to unfollow people in life and on social Mm -hmm. media who don't bring you joy so Mm -hmm. wow those are three like great things I love what you said I love all of it (laughs) I feel like at 18 I think so so many people can relate to having like body image struggles and it's I don't know the percentage, but I'm sure it's just something crazy high. Like it's just so, so common. And yeah, it's like, I wish you could just almost like transfer your mindset somehow, like to yourself at 18. I wish that was possible. Yeah, I know. So you've been so open with your journey of body positivity and self-love. And um, I think anyone who's watched your content, I'm sure has learned so much from you and how open you are. So could you just tell us a bit about your journey and how you've kind of got to this place of becoming an advocate for body positivity? Yeah, for sure. So before we begin on this topic, because it is kind of sensitive, I wanted to give a little disclaimer mm-hmm. um, that anything that I share and um, anything that I share is just like my personal experience as a woman, as a woman of color. And also that I'm not a medical professional, a nutritionist, or a therapist. And if anyone has questions about any of that, they should definitely seek a professional. Mm -hmm. And additionally, anything that we talk about today can apply to both men, women, and non-binary, non-conforming individuals. So Mm -hmm. that's it. That's my disclaimer. (laughs) Just want to throw that out there. That's great. Um, So my journey with body positivity... This one's kind of long because I feel like I have to give some context, you know? Yeah. Um, so growing up, and I, and I feel like this might resonate with quite a few people, maybe even including yourself, but uh, growing up, I always was overweight. And so I dealt with, you know, emotional abuse from close family members regarding my weight and my body and kids at school, but also, you know... <laughs> Kids can be mean. Let's yeah. let's be honest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so from a very young age, I learned to just hate my body and um, see my body as the biggest problem that I had. Um, and then with the birth of social media, Facebook, and MySpace, it was yeah. just kind of just what is the word? Even more emphasized right, that like my body. Almost. Yeah, yeah, like that my body was a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I went on my first official diet when I was eight years old. And then I just kind of continuously tried different diets from that young age until just last year. I was always yo-yo dieting. I would go through phases of, you know, trying the latest $120 as seen on TV mm-hmm. diets and then phases of just binge eating and gaining the weight back. So I like lost 40 pounds and gained 40 pounds at least three different times in my life. Mm -hmm. That gives you a little bit of idea of how how long I've kind of been in Mm -hmm. the whole diet culture and consumed by it. So then in 2020, when the pandemic hit, I had so much more time to really reflect on my values and what was important to me. And I realized that, wow, like 
my body and how I look is so unimportant. Like it's so insignificant mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. I was also inspired by Stephanie Buttermore's All In Journey. Um, obviously, our journeys are completely different, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, um, it just inspired me to kind of go against the grain mm-hmm. and choose to start my food freedom journey, which I began, I think, around October of 2020. Mm-hmm. That's when I finally decided enough was enough. I choose not to diet to change my body, that I don't need to lose weight in order mm-hmm. to be healthy, um, but just kind of essentially I'm trying, I'm working on uh, unlearning all of like the mm-hmm. toxic diet culture and fad diets and all of that. Mm-hmm. So when I finally had that shift in my mindset, I started to notice that a lot of my issues with mental health and my insecurities and my negative thoughts that would just come, you know, day to day started to slowly dissipate. And I was becoming more accepting of my body and of Mm -hmm. who I was. And I just realized like, wow, there needs to be more people out there that are encouraging this shift in mindset. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that I think that losing weight or wanting to lose weight is bad because Mm -hmm. I think maybe for some people that might be healthier or they might have other reasons. But as we know, the majority Mm -hmm. of people want to lose weight to change how they look. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what my mission is to to help encourage women and people to know that you don't have to and you shouldn't want to change how you look only to meet a certain beauty standard or ideal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, and another thing, lastly, I know this was kind of long. No, um, I love it. Yeah, really encouraged me to kind of put myself out there with this was that I noticed that a lot of the influencers for body positivity tend to be kind of tend to all look the same, in my opinion. Right. So it's like they're targeting the same audience. Like Mm -hmm. most of the influencers and even nutritionists out there like one, I want to say that I, I I appreciate and I still value them, but at the same time, there's not enough representation of people of color, mm-hmm. of actual activists in larger bodies that have huge followings. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of pushed me to to get out there. And yeah, so. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love everything you said. I think I can relate. Of course, I think everyone listening at some point can probably attest to a time in their life when they had some sort of struggle with body image. And I think, um, I don't know what it is, but I feel like at a certain age when you're like in, I don't know, middle school, high school, for everyone, it's different, but you just become so aware all of a sudden of like the way you look. And then you compare the way you look to other people and social media. And it's just, it's so crazy that it's like small, small kids is like very little kids. We don't even think that way at all and then there's just on all of our lives there's like a a flip of a switch and it's just you're so aware of the way you look so for you when you feel like you had a shift in mindset recently of trying to unlearn all these things it's almost like the second shift in mindset shifting back into trying to be um in a more sustainable healthy mindset like what does that look like for you I guess this kind of ties in with the idea of you know how how can someone intentionally make changes to mm-hmm. um, be more body inclusive and be right. more body positive? So I would say that 
my shift in mindset pretty much looked like um, instead of thinking as uh, instead of thinking of self love as always being in love with myself mm-hmm. and loving what I look like, I started to look at self love as intentionally making choices every day mm-hmm. to show love to my body. Mm-hmm. So. I think that showing love and being in love are completely different things, right? Mm-hmm. So um, choosing to love my body and accept my body just looked like getting to a place of body neutrality. So instead of, like I said, being so hyper-focused on you know, wanting to love how I look, I started to just accept how I look and try to not have negative thoughts about it. And mm-hmm. so in order to do that, I had to have this shift in um, taking my body out of the center of my life. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I had to make other aspects of my life more important, like my mm-hmm. mental health, mm-hmm. you know, seeking therapy, um, positive affirmations daily, um, making sure that I'm surrounding myself with you know influencers and friends and and whatever i'm feeding my body whether it's the media and or what i'm like the books that i'm reading mm-hmm. making sure that i was learning more about what it means to um to show love to my body mm-hmm. in different ways than just like fitness yeah fitness is usually tied with weight loss And so that was another shift in mindset that I had to have. It was like, instead of punishing myself with fitness, I now encourage myself to move as a way to show love to my body. Mm -hmm. Um, Self-care is more at the center instead of, yeah. So let's see, what's another example? Like food. So Mm -hmm. instead of looking at food as either good or bad, I also had a shift in mindset of looking at food as simply something that you know, some foods that are usually labeled as bad are still foods that I can have mm-hmm. like at any time that I want. And they're no mm-hmm. longer like restricted from my diet. Mm-hmm. Just learning to like pay attention to how foods make me feel and showing love to my body in different ways at different times. I guess it's like li- mm-hmm. learning to listen to my body, right? Yeah. Sometimes that donut is going to make me feel good. And that's just what I needed that day. Mm-hmm. But other times I might, you know, think about wanting a donut and then realize "Mm, I already feel tired. So if I eat that donut, I'm going to feel worse. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like being more in tune with, I guess, my emotions and my mental Mm -hmm. health and everything. That was the really big shift for me. Mm hmm. Yeah, I could go on and on. So I'm just yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. And I love what you said too. Like, um, there was this Instagram thing going around for a while and someone said like, um, when you are with somebody or when you hang out with somebody, you rarely are impacted by somebody because of the way they look. And I think that's what you're saying. It's like your body and the way you look is like the least interesting thing about you. And no one's ever like, oh, wow, like she was so, like you just would never think about somebody's impact on your life from the way they look. And I think it's so crazy to think about that. And then how much of our mental energy and emotional energy is taken up trying to make ourselves look a certain way when it's the least interesting thing about us. Like what if all of that time was spent, like you said, like on your mental health and self-care and other things. And why do you think so many women in 
or women and men and people in their 20s struggle with body image issues I feel like it is just like we've said so common like why do you think that is um well I think the root of the problem at least for women like I said I'm going to speak from my perspective Mm -hmm. and my lived experience but I think we live in a fat phobic society Mm -hmm. that hypersexualizes women due to the fact that we're still living in this modern day misogynistic patriarchal place you know Mm, yeah Yeah. (laughs) and if we think about it you know who sets these beauty standards who sets these trends um i'm sure we've all heard of the saying you know sex sex sells right but who is it targeting you know who is the target audience and who's often demoralized so usually men are the target mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> when it comes to that and then women are demoralized dehumanized mm-hmm. and hypersexualized mm-hmm. so women are sold these beauty products to essentially gain the male's attention right mm-hmm. and it's all because we live in this capitalistic world and society that tells women that they need to change their appearance in order to meet a certain beauty ideal mm-hmm. um and women begin to hold value or believe mm-hmm. that their value as a woman is only if they're beautiful right mm-hmm. but once we realize that that ideal is something created by mm-hmm. and upheld by multi-billion dollar industries mm-hmm. that are mainly led by, you know, white cis men or Mm -hmm. men in general, then I think logically that starts to help kind of break down that demoralization and Mm -hmm. that self-deprecation that we tend to do as women Mm -hmm. towards ourselves. And let's not even get into the competition that this tends Mm -hmm. to create between women Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, she looks this way. So now I need to look this way. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like the comparison factor. Totally. And it's like the most, I mean, think of like the, something like the Victoria's Secret fashion show. It's like that was for the longest time, like the, like, what did the guy call it? The, um, fantasy. It's like a fantasy. Like that is the best, most beautiful possible you could be. And then now we're starting to hear stories come out. Like they were so unhealthy, like, and it's like health, and the way you look like it's can totally two different things. And, um, I love what you said. And I think it's so, so hard nowadays, like you said, with social media and the standard of beauty, it's like, you see Instagram models and even anybody like celebrities and everyone has a very similar body type that's considered beautiful in the media. And so of course, you know, growing up, even is and even in their twenties and their thirties, it's like, you think subconsciously, like that is the goal almost like when you're eating healthy and working out like that is the goal and it's not even it's so hard I feel like to get out of that mindset and think about health and strength and other things for me I feel like I as well and I wanted to talk about diet culture with you as well I think it's so like affected by your surroundings like your family or your friends and um, I know for me, like in high school, all my friends were like counting calories and have like the Under Armour app. And like, it's just normal. Like you don't even think about it. You're like, oh, I can't have this. This is 300 calories. Like, and I think it's so tricky when you're in like an environment where it's very common. Um, so what has your journey been like with 
diet culture? Was it, did you find that it was kind of like a product of your environment or was it more like a personal thing you just kind of got into? Yeah, definitely. So I would agree with you that it's often a product of our environment environment. I think for me, like I mentioned before, there was a lot of emotional abuse from close family members, including Mm -hmm. in my house, my household. So oftentimes, you know, if I were even eating a slice of pizza, Mm -hmm. I would always be receiving negative comments about, you know, how it's going to make me fatter, how I'm going to look, you know, more disgusting and all of these negative things. Mm -hmm. And I was like 10 years old. So awful. Yeah. So even at that age, I was already being told like, bad foods are going to make you look bad, right? right? Quote, unquote. Right. And, um, you know, eating less or essentially starving yourself in order to be thinner is what you should do. So then when I reached high school um, and I lost 40 pounds for the first time, I also noticed how differently people treated me. Right. Because my entire life I was, you know, just the, I guess, the chubby fat friend. And, you know, no one was ever like other females were never intimidated by me. Right. They saw me as competition, right? Right. And and men never gave me attention or males because, you know, they were boys. <laughs> they never <laughs> gave me attention in that way. So then when I lost 40 pounds, literally over the summer, because I was oh, doing wow. some fad diet, um, I got so like, I can't even explain to you how differently yeah. people, it's like I went from being unseen to scene. It's like a veil was lifted. Right. right. You know, so that just only encouraged further totally toxic diet culture. Oh my gosh. I dated this kid. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're getting into dating. Love it. (laughs) I dated this kid in high school. And honestly, it's just because he was one of the first boys to give me attention. Let's be honest. Right. Especially after having, you know, never had attention. Anyway, I dated him. He was a year younger. He was very tiny. I think he was low-key insecure about that, but that's for him to talk about. And I was, you know, 139, 140 pounds, five, six. I was like the thinnest I've ever been. Yeah. And I was starving myself, eating 1,200 calories, mm-hmm. doing um, high-intensity workouts every day running cross country, Mm -hmm. part of the swim team, like all of these things to just lose more weight. Mm -hmm. But my body was like, no, Mm -hmm. like there is no more losing weight for you. Mm -hmm. And I can see now, you know, that I was just trying to lose weight to look a certain way, but also because I had a thinner boyfriend Mm -hmm. who me in comparison to him, I felt big, you know, like, right. (laughs) Totally. So And that kind of brings me to um, how the movement of health at every size also changed my mindset about it because we're always often taught that, um, like you said earlier, that being smaller is somehow healthier, Mm -hmm. where the example you gave of Victoria's Secret models, if they're starving themselves to achieve this body type, then how is that actually healthy? Mm -hmm. Totally. It's like, like you said, being thinner is positive like it's positive reinforcement constantly and I cannot even imagine like especially at such a young impressionable age you're like this is good people like me like it just it I'm sure it just builds and builds and builds um 
I love that. I've never heard that before. The health is health at any size. Could you um, like go into more detail about that? Yeah. So another disclaimer that I'm not like super hyper informed about this. Like I'm not, there's people who are professionals at this yeah. is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> but essentially health at every size, how it impacted me was um, so, okay. So my understanding of it is that your size doesn't depict how healthy you are mm -hmm. and at whatever size you are, if you're in a larger body or a smaller body, you can choose to do things that are like healthy and will make you be healthy. Mm -hmm. And also that the way that you look just doesn't necessarily equate your health. Like you can't totally. tell how healthy someone is by looking at them. Right. And so that really impacted me because again, like 14 year old, 15 year old me was at my lowest weight, but I was starving myself, binging, um, super active. And I thought that I was still too big. Mm -hmm. But if I had known about health at every size, I would realize that, you know, my body is just not meant to look like someone else's very mm -hmm. thin body. You know, mm -hmm. our genetics play into this. So health at every size takes kind of all of that holistic, um, all of those holistic attributes into account mm -hmm. instead of only looking at your size. You mm -hmm. know, like someone could be 250 pounds, but be 5'11 and mm -hmm. someone could be, you know, 5'5 five, five and 250 pounds look completely different. Well, both have super active lifestyles, both be eating whole foods, but one maybe has genetic, you know, pre, and this is why like, I'm not the professional, but they might have like genetics that just kind of cause it, mm -hmm. cause it to be harder for them to lose weight. Right. Mm -hmm. So even though they both have a healthy lifestyle and they're both healthy, they just look different. Totally. So that's kind of like what the the movement is about. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, you see these like cringe comments on TikTok where some, someone will, there'll be like an over, you know, plus size woman. And then the comments will be these guys being like, I'm just worried about her health. Like I just, she needs to lose weight for her health. And it's like, but like you said, it's not anything to do with health at all. I think too, like, to what you're what you said as well about the number on the scale like I I stopped weighing myself like I don't know three or four years ago like I just I and it's like it's this freedom I think because like you said it, it doesn't the number on the scale is so irrelevant even to the way you look like it someone could be like a totally different height and look completely different and be the same weight as somebody else smaller and I think it's just it's really hard like to get out of that mindset but when you think of it as health like that's just I think the best possible way and when you eat it's like you're fueling your body for health when you're working out you're training to get stronger and healthier and um, I think that's a great great mindset to be in so how do you feel like your mindset has shifted about fitness because I know in your channel you're really open about I love that one video you have about your fitness journey update so could you tell us like how your mindset has changed about fitness and yeah. So, so like I've mentioned before, my mentality on fitness, pretty much my entire life was work out to lose weight, you know, right. work out to look a certain way. And then in my mid to late twenties, which mm -hmm. I guess I'm in my mid twenties now, yeah. um, the shift has pretty much been that fitness should be something that I enjoy, that I enjoy and that makes my body 
feel better. Right. And, you know, gives me endorphins and the feel good feelings. Like the whole point of fitness, you know, getting your 30 minutes in is for your health, right? Yeah. But it's only going to be sustainable and Mm -hmm. attainable if you're doing something you enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. So part of the reason that I liked doing fitness challenges, which, okay. And so that's another disclaimer. Like, I don't think that fitness challenges might be good for someone who's, let's say, is dealing with an eating disorder, right? Right. Because they might get back into that mentality of wanting to lose weight or whatever. But for me, since I had disordered eating, I don't think I had an actual eating disorder. Mm -hmm. For me, the challenges are fun because one, I can, you know, share it on YouTube, which is fun. Mm -hmm. But two, it allows me to um, kind of play with and try out different types of movement movements Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. these you know seven day 30 day challenges and then kind of find out you know what works for me and what doesn't work for me Mm -hmm. and I would actually encourage that for others maybe it's not a challenge like I said that word might not be the best for certain people but I would say that adding variety and movement trying things that you've never tried before you know Mm -hmm. um, even something as simple as walking walking on incline or Mm-hmm. going on a hike whatever just do it and whatever you notice makes you feel the best and mm-hmm. gives you mental clarity and you look forward to that is what I'm pursuing and mm-hmm. if I'm ever doing an exercise that starts to feel like punishment that I feel like is a total chore mm-hmm. then I, I totally like I'm like I need to cut that out like that's why I'm quitting orange theory right mm-hmm. now because I realize it no longer brings me joy mm-hmm. um Yeah. So that's kind of how my mindset towards fitness has changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I think the fitness industry, it's changed so much recently. I think with, you know, social media and TikTok and all these things coming up so quickly, I think a lot of it is on like Instagram and stuff. Like what is your opinion on like the fitness industry and kind of how that impacts people's view of fitness like do you think it's more it's more common nowadays for people to like work out just to like lose weight or do you think like it's almost like had a positive effect like what do you what do you think so I listened to this podcast by Christy Harrison Mm -hmm. she's also the author of the anti-diet book I'm not (laughs) trying to plug her but honestly it's a good (laughs) book yeah and a great podcast because she talks about um how the fitness industry has changed, yes, from like a very all out, you know, weight loss mm-hmm. focused industry to something that has kind of shifted a bit to be more inclusive in a sense, more holistic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so now we're in this wellness culture phase is what she calls it, where right. now these diet programs are trying to sell it as a healthy lifestyle change. Right. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah, true. It can... It's all just, okay, I won't say all, but I would say that it's still a marketing tactic. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much to make the same old fad diets more tolerable to our now more informed young consumers. Yeah, that is so true. I never thought of it that way. You know, you hear these like apps, you know, I don't want to call any specific companies, but there's certain apps that are, you know, um, they're like, we're not a diet. Like this isn't a diet. Like that's, (laughs) 
I know exactly what you're talking about right now. You know, it's literally, I think it's just food tracking. Like, but um, yeah, that is so true. Like we are so much more like informed as a younger generation about dieting. And that is so interesting. Anyway, it's such a genius marketing tactic. Like we always hear about like body positivity. I think it's like almost a buzzword nowadays. Like everyone's talking about it. What does it mean to you like to be body positive like do you find that like self-love body positivity like it all kind of comes into one or like what do you think about that it's funny that you say that body positivity is now kind of like a buzzword because I literally was just writing about this oh, really? Um, it really has become a buzzword or a trend that yeah and you might have to remind me what your question was again, because now I'm going to go on a tangent. It's all good. I love it. <laughs> that I feel like a lot of influencers and, um, yeah, I'm calling out my own people, damn. So <laughs> a lot of influencers, you know, hop on this kind of bandwagon, quote unquote, and this trend, or at least that's how they see it in order to give their two cents and, you know, kind of feel like they're relevant, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes it's, you know, these women or people that are in society accepted bodies, like they're in these right. smaller bodies, totally. and they're, you know, trying to stay relevant with the movement, but truly it's more so about being relevant on the platform and, you know, yeah. using these buzzwords. And the reason that I see it as, problematic is not because I don't think that body positivity is for everyone because I do think that is for everyone you know a a smaller person can still have insecurities Mm -hmm. but what's important to note is that body positivity is essentially tied to or cousins to you know the fat liberation movement which Mm. I'm pretty sure that the body positivity movement essentially started with the intent of being fat liberation, which is very mm-hmm. different from what it's made to be on TikTok yeah. and Instagram, because fat liberation is about giving equality and acceptance and value to people who are marginalized and mm-hmm. oppressed and discriminated mm-hmm. against due to their size, not just, oh, they're not attractive because they're chubby. You know, like for example, me, I'm not even in a body that's large enough. Yeah to truly face that type of oppression. So Mm -hmm. I try to be mindful Mm -hmm. in myself, you know, and then when I see people who are even smaller than me, I'm like, like, (laughs) I wish I could just call you out and tell you, like, don't take up space or at Mm -hmm. least recognize your privilege and use your platform to really uplift and amplify the voices of black, indigenous, Mm -hmm. and of color who are in larger bodies because Another thing about body positivity and the reason that it's it's problematic that it's only seen as, you know, a way for insecure women to not be insecure is that it kind of invalidates the lived experiences of women who face true oppression Mm -hmm. and true discrimination where that should be the conversation. How many conversations have you really heard about it regarding when, when you see body positivity? Um, Like even the hashtag on Instagram, I unfollowed it. Because I just started seeing like bikini body, like models and ideal bodies using the word as a hashtag just because it's trending. And I'm like, okay, this is a problem. (laughs) Like that's, that's not in my eyes what body positivity 
should be about. Yeah. And we should be amplifying the voices of those who are truly marginalized and oppressed. Yeah. I love what you said. I think we see, um, I don't know if this is a trend or where it was, but on Instagram and all sorts of places where it was like, a, um, a healthy body looks like this. And the person's like sucking in really tight and like posing. And then they literally turn to the side and they're like, barely look different. And like, and it also looks yes. like this as if that's the negative. And it's like, but they're t- like very, you know, tiny. <laughs> so I yes. think that was a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. And then Lizzo, I freaking yeah. love her. She's yeah, amazing. Yeah, me too. Me too. She had a little, you know, a clap back essentially yeah. <laughs> because she, she did the trend on TikTok yeah. and I'm sure many <laughs> have that. seen it, but yeah. essentially she said, you know, bodies look like this, look at this, the whole thing, but she just looked at the camera and showed her, you know, her beautiful mm-hmm. larger body and was just kind of like, my body always looks like yeah. this. She yeah. doesn't, you know, have to shift or change or you know, curl her body up. And that's kind of what I'm, that's what I mean. Like, see, you know, you pinpointed (laughs) it. It's the influencers that do that type of thing that, and it's not to say that they have malice in their heart. And I'm not saying they all are totally intention, but at the same time, regardless of intention, your impact can be huge, right? Like, yeah, you're still upholding kind of like the beauty standard. Ooh, I saw it on my friend's uh, Instagram story the other day. She's well, way more like informed, I would say, on mm-hmm. like fat liberation. Like I learned from her. Um, she pointed out that you know, some women post like body positivity and and these types of posts, not because they really care about the body positive movement, but mm-hmm. more so because you know they just want someone to tell them, oh, you're not fat, you look great totally that is so interesting (laughs) yeah and that's kind of problematic in my opinion yeah because you see those comments all the time where it's like if she looks like this then I'm trash like stuff like that that I'm sure is what they're kind of subconsciously maybe going for interesting okay okay (laughs) I think another word is um how people are starting to call out like fat phobia and I find that so interesting. Like I've been, I think I'm on like that side of TikTok. Like, you know, when you start watching like a bunch of the same. Um, could you talk about like that term and kind of just like, I feel like maybe it's just because I'm on that side of TikTok, but it's like becoming more and more popular and like that mindset shift almost of like fat phobia. And it's so interesting, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, fat phobia is... I mean, the word kind of describes itself yeah. <laughs> in the sense that you literally have this innate internalized fear of fat, of being fat. Like, I guess yeah. it really resonates with me the most when I think of fat phobia is, you know, like if you were to ask your friends, you know, uh, how do I say this? I saw this <laughs> on on Instagram once and it really resonated with me. I'm going to butcher it. But essentially, it's like, if your friend's greatest fear is looking like you, you know, Mm -hmm. like if you're the fat friend and their biggest fear is looking like you, they're fat phobic friends and like you need to get new friends, you know? Right. But even it can be internalized, like in myself, even, you know, I'll I'll use myself as an example because I don't want to point anybody (laughs) out. But um, yeah, internalized fat phobia. (sighs) that's that I would say that's the hardest to get rid of right because mm-hmm. let's say for example um 
I'll use myself and my family as an example. So my, my family tend to be in larger bodies. And sometimes I worry about their health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to tell them like, you know, you should take better care of yourself or, you know, you need to lose weight because I'm truly, truly worried about their longevity of life. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the thoughts that I get are, are just like immediately negative. Right. Right. And it's tied to their size and that's fat phobic. That's Mm -hmm. internalized fat phobia. So while I might not have that self deprecation or hate towards myself always sometimes externally it's different and I have to be more intentional and mindful and remember Mm -hmm. that the things that I believe about myself the self-love you also need to be able to reflect that type of love towards Mm -hmm. others otherwise Mm -hmm. you're only loving yourself and that's kind of like yeah defeating the purpose right Mm -hmm. um so I don't know if that kind of explains to you yeah because it's like you can be fat phobic because you fear being fat, but you can also be fat phobic because other fat people around you, like you don't fully accept them and you see them as a problem, maybe consciously or subconsciously, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like you literally see your, you know, larger sized friend and you're like, oh, they're hideous. Like, it's not that necessarily. It can be that. Yeah. But it's not necessarily that. Totally. It's like, I forget where I read this, but it is like, if you see someone in a smaller body eating a salad, you're like, oh, wow, she's so healthy. Like she's so clean eating. And then you see someone in a larger body eating a salad. You're like, oh, that's so great. Like they're trying, like they're trying to get healthy or something, or they're on a diet. Like it's like that internalized, like negativity and like assumptions you have about people. It's like, I think we don't even realize it a lot of the times. And that's why I love, I feel like there's obviously so much bad to social but so much good I think too of like talking about these things because it's so so many generations in the past too like just the jokes and the sense of humor and like I'm sure from all of our parents and like grandparents it's like it's just the way it was and I think we're really starting to make a change and a shift hopefully in mindsets around these topics and I think it's so important and um yeah no that was that was great thanks (laughs) In addition to like body positivity and fitness and diet culture, like, do you find that like self-love is like a separate thing than like body positivity and fitness? I think that it's often thrown into the same bucket, like even for myself when I, you know, post pictures, I talk about self-love and it's obviously it's a visual representation of myself. So I go into, you know, body love, Mm -hmm. but truly I think self-love is way beyond fitness and you know defying beauty standards I think like you mentioned before self-love is more so about overall Mm self-care and taking into account pretty much everything inside and Mm -hmm. and putting your value on things that you cannot see about yourself Mm -hmm. you know what do um, you bring to the table internally? Are you a good human being? <laughs> like, right. do you love on others? Or, you know, where are your intentions? Where is your heart? Like, is your heart in a good place? I think that's more so where self-love right. can come from. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I mentioned this before, but for me, a self-love journey is not about always being in love with yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. it can be more so about being selfless yeah 
because I think self-love in our very individualistic society that we live in mm-hmm. is like, you know, better yourself, how to yeah. be the it girl. Like, have you been seeing that, that on YouTube? Girl. That girl. Yeah. The, oh, <laughs> see, I don't even watch the videos. I just see the titles and I'm like, scroll, scroll. And that just literally shows how individualistic our society is like they're always it's that wellness culture ideal mm-hmm. you know and so that's always tied in with like self-love ha- looks like this it looks like being the girl or the person who has it all together is productive and quote-unquote healthy mm-hmm. and looks this way and has it all together and it's all about themselves and hustle 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 mm-hmm. whereas I think self-love is more so seeing how uniquely different you are not trying to attain that one size fits all mentality Mm -hmm. and being more selfless because I truly think that when we love others and Mm -hmm. we learn to like love on others and give and and be selfless I think that that's when we can also learn to love on ourselves more Mm -hmm. I think we always hear like you can't give out of an empty cup and you know you need to fill yourself first but you can also like overfill yourself. Right. And sometimes giving is filling up yourself too. It's not like you have to be full to give to other people or like help other people. I think that can sometimes fill you up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love what you said. I love that perspective. Wow. I feel like I have so many, so many thoughts after this. Um, <laughs> so do you have any like advice or like any pieces of learnings or something that, that you can give to the listeners if someone kind of wants to start this journey of like body positivity or self-love or just anything we've talked about like what advice do you have so I think if you're like new to this whole thing and you just really want to begin your journey which is totally fine um, I would say for sure start to unfollow people who are not aiding and <laughs> and upgrading your mental health, if you will, Um, or even people that you might see and might instinctively just cause insecurities because you're just not at the place in your journey yet where you can see and appreciate. Mm -hmm. You might be at the place in your journey where you immediately see, compare, and then Mm self-deprecate, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I think the first step is like being self-aware and knowing that you want to get to that place where you can see and appreciate and also still love yourself. But if you're not there yet, like don't set yourself up for failure either. Like mm-hmm. take out all of these things that cause insecurities so that you're not immediately triggered. And then people in your life also, like anyone who is maybe talking about diets all the time and, and, or, you know, is always talking about how they look or telling you how you look like, I'm not saying you have to cut them out, but like setting boundaries with people is very important Mm -hmm. in order to get to a place where you aren't like feeling those insecurities as much. A more tangible step that you can take would be to get rid of any clothing that doesn't fit you, that doesn't bring you joy. Stop keeping clothing that you hope to lose weight and fit into. You're not meant to change your body to fit into clothing clothing is meant to fit you mm-hmm. buy clothing that makes you feel confident and or comfortable like mm-hmm. if you like baggy clothing wear baggy clothing like stop listening yes, to what society tells that. you yeah you know like it's like everyone thinks that you have to wear 
you know, show all of your skin to prove that you're body positive or confident. But some people don't feel most confident that way. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to prove anything. Um, And then another thing would be, you know, follow more plus size activists and maybe read up more on what body positivity is, health at every size, uh, intuitive eating, if if that's something that you're interested in. And then also, obviously not trying not to compare yourself to others because everyone's on a different journey and um like you mentioned before like your body should be the least interesting part about you mm-hmm. so start focusing on what is it about me that I bring to the table that has nothing to do with how I look like focus mm-hmm. on those things mm-hmm. um and then lastly I'll say that uh I'll leave with this um <clears throat> try to focus on getting to a place where you're body neutral, where you don't mm-hmm. hate your body and you don't necessarily love your body, but you're just at a place where your body doesn't affect your mood. <laughs> like how right. you look doesn't control your existence. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that would be, those would be my tips for <laughs> getting yeah. started. Oh, I love, I love those tips. I love everything you said. Loved everything you said this whole time. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Like that was, I think- people listening I know people listening will take so much from what you said could you just like plug all your stuff like I want everyone to go to your (laughs) content and watch it I find you so inspiring so just like plug all your stuff like where can people find you so I'm on YouTube my name is just Selena Trevino which I think you can have it in the show notes or something yeah put in the show notes um and my Instagram is Selena Trevino but with two A's because you know someone took my name (laughs) <laughs> and and on TikTok, my name is Selena Trevino. I haven't really been keeping up with TikTok, but I hope to get back to it because it's a very powerful platform. So, awesome. but yeah, those are my main socials. So thanks for having me. It was really great. I love having these conversations. I think we don't have them enough. So I really appreciate, you know, you having me on here today. Yeah. Thank you for being here. But yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's everything from us. So thank you for being on the podcast and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.